welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destin for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today is one of my favorite days. It's Potapalooza Day, where I get to meet all kinds of cool people and reconnect with friends. So our next guest is Marcha. I'm not even going to try to say your last name. You can tell us what it is. But we met originally at an event called Speakers Playhouse Live in New Orleans, Louisiana, And then we got to play together again in Fort Lauderdale at keynoting camp. So I keep loving seeing Marcha all the time on various groups that we're in and on the Zoom, but more importantly in person, because that's even funner. Marcha, thanks for being here today on my podcast. Talk to us about success. What's going on with you, my friend? Hey, Jennifer, I also love hanging out with you. You have such infectious energy that you make every day better. So thank you Uh for that. You are a cheerleader without even cheerleading. It's like you you put little sparks in us just by smiling at us. So thank you for that. I always like a little Jennifer spark. So, yeah, so success. I thought I could tell you a little bit about my uh, struggle to figure out how to be successful in my career, because uh, it took me a few iterations to figure that out. Um, so uh, my last name, you like very <laughs> few people like at five years old, know what they want to do and then stick to it the rest of their lives in a happy, joyful way. They might stick with it, but they may not be happy and joyful. Okay. So tell me about your path. So um, the the difficult name, Maartje van Krieke, is a, a Dutch name. Uh, so I grew up in the Netherlands, and I grew up in a, one of the few towns in the Netherlands that has a boarding school. So at age 12, which is when our high school starts, there was this influx of kids in my class who had grown up all around the world because their parents had had a career working internationally, and they were sent home for school. And hearing how they'd lived their lives, I decided there and then at age 12, that's what I wanted, right? So fast forward, I had my master's in engineering. Uh, I'd had a decent job, but the only place I would go with that was uh, Munich in southern Germany. And that would then be it for the rest of my life. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't really gel with the going everywhere. So I applied with one of the major oil and gas companies, uh, Shell in my case, which had a an assessment uh, so you could come in as international staff, which is, of course, exactly what I wanted. My engineering degree wasn't necessarily in the most relevant field, but I'm like, you know, if you want it, you want it. So I went for it. Uh, And so that was a big success because I got in. Um, I got in and then 
I'd achieved what I wanted, right? So my plan faltered a little bit by then um, because all these big multinationals, right? The great thing is they give you lots of training, et cetera. And the more restrictive thing is that they have very prescribed career paths, right? So it's very clear, this is the path you're on. If you slot in here, then this is how you develop. This is how you get trained. These are the jobs you need to do. Um, and so I got slotted into probably the more uh, extreme oil and, oil and gas end of things, uh, frontier projects, which is even more male dominated than other parts, is probably also in the more uh, old fashioned parts of the world or yeah, the culturally uh, more, more difficult areas to work as a woman. So I went in with all my enthusiasm uh, and for about five years, I tried to swim in my lane as instructed, right? I tried not only to swim in my lane, but I also tried to be like I thought I was supposed to be, right? Which was a path walked by mainly men. <laughs> um, and so I did that uh, for quite a while, but I started to run into issues, right? Because it wasn't quite me. Um and I started, and yeah, I'd run into issues on and off more and more to the point that I was working and living in Eastern Russia on an island that's very remote, right? Uh, and um, interesting work, but we were under lots of pressure from, from everywhere. The project was behind light years and it, it was a bit of a disaster. Um, and I found myself pregnant and I hadn't told anybody about it. And then I'd lost the baby at a point where everything at work was starting to fall apart. Um, and so, yeah, that was for me the big moment um, at which I realized that I was uh, trying to play a game by somebody else's rules and it really wasn't working. Um, so I changed jobs, moved, stayed with the company. A company like that is so big that you could do almost anything, right? And somebody said to me, Marty said that, you know, if you're willing to work in the gray, you're going to have lots of great jobs. And it's just every time that they reorganize or whatever, it's going to be painful because you don't fit in. But if you can put up with that, you can have an amazing career swimming in the gray because that's where nobody else is and just, you know, craft your own path. Okay, so and wait. So so playing in the gray, like that's gray zone versus white or black. You're, you're going to be, yeah. bit you could also color, call it coloring outside the lines. Right. Okay. So instead of sticking to one career ladder, I ended up between kind of two and sometimes both were happily declaring to own me. <laughs> and at times nobody wanted me because I didn't fit very cleanly. Right. With their head counts or their numbers. So it's a bit that, right? Okay, got um, it. Yeah, and um, and deep down, you know, I think we do know what we're good at and what we like. So you know, I took a, a bunch of iterations, right, to dig that out and admit that to myself because that also meant admitting that I maybe wasn't good at some of the stuff that conventionally would get you to the top of the ladder in some of these roles. But um, over time, I think I've chosen more and more for what I know is my path versus what I think the path should be. And every time I did, I got rewarded with more success. Right? So I would say one of the last years I worked for this company, um, I was leaving the office in India and a group of younger uh, engineers petitions to actually have a coffee corner named after me. Um, 
So I think that's that's a great example. They wanted to call it the March Energy Court Corner. Um, to kind of thank me, right, for the energy I brought them and 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 what I'd done there. And so I think to me, that was the best ever compliment I had in my life. May I, yeah. Okay, so let's just stop a minute and take that in. <laughs> okay, they wanted to name a coffee corner, like a coffee shop corner. In the office. After. In the office after you. Yes. In India. Yes. Which I don't think is a really female dominated workforce place. In the younger generations, it definitely is, but not okay. conventionally, no. No, okay, and not so an environment where I think people expect a white woman to do well, right? They do or they don't. So I think people don't expect it. No. Uh, no. I, no, I think that, for me. Okay, I just had to, I had to just like, Take that in for a minute. You have a you have a coffee corner named after you. That's impressive. I want a coffee corner named after me. I don't even drink coffee, but I want one. <laughs> you can work on that. <laughs> let's make that happen. Okay. So and and the fact that you went to India and let's just throw in. I think you had a baby while you were in India. Baby yeah. number three came in. Yeah. Yeah. When she yeah, we moved to, to India with two babies in tow and a big belly. So I rocked up in the office the first day and I was uh, 30 weeks or 32 weeks pregnant, something like that. Wow. Yeah. And you, you were on it. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. I got so sidetracked for a minute there. Go ahead. Carry on. Yeah, so, so to me, I think success is is uh, about really tapping into to what you know you're good at, right? And if you can turn the majority of your job, I don't know if it's realistic, right, to have that 100% of the time, because especially in large organizations or even in small organizations, there's always stuff that also needs to happen. But uh, I think if you can tap in enough of that and the energy balance of your job is such that you do more of what you love and less of what costs you energy, uh, means that you get to come home from your job with more energy than you put in and that your personal life doesn't have to suffer as a consequence, right? Because we all have a limited amount. It has to come from somewhere. So listen to your inner voice and don't try to play by somebody else's rules if it doesn't work for you. And so I had a position that was a very um, varied position with all kinds of various tasks and the amount, the vast amount of knowledge you had to know to do everything well was huge. And I had been in that department about two years, which was as my, one of my colleagues that helped train me said, that's just enough to start being dangerous because you think you know what you're doing, but there are so many things that would come into play. And there was one aspect of it I loved. And it got to the point where I volunteered to do that task for all my colleagues because I was really good at it very easily, naturally, and they weren't. And in the end, I worked myself into having my very own title. Oh, I lost you, Marcia. Ah, now you're coming back. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. 
we're still here. Yay. We're still here. Um, but I worked my way into a job that was highly specialized and I ended up being known all over the country of, as the one to call if you were working on this and had a problem with it. So I think people, and please share your thoughts on this. I think often people get very, um, close-minded on what the possibilities could be to make themselves shine so that they are noticed for those things they're really good at. Because like I did what I was really good at. And one day I got a call and um, a man in another department was on this team reorganizing the office. And he said, Hey, would you come talk to me? And I said, yeah, what's going on? And he said, I said, you needed to have this particular title and do this particular job. And I've been pushing really hard for it. And I decided I better ask you, is this what you want? And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want. So it worked out beautifully. So do you have any um, guidance for people who feel like they're really stuck and trapped that they may not be as trapped as they think they are? Yeah, I think, you know, particularly coming from the corporate world, I was really trapped in these buzzwords that are in job descriptions, right? And um, and so, and, and I think that's not helpful. And the way to think about that is, for instance, I worked forever in project management. But if I tell you that I'm a project manager, that's going to mean a gazillion different things to a gazillion different right so it's not actually helpful so i need to with that clarify more right um and so if you think about it that way i tell uh my uh, coaching clients or, or other people who ask me this try to draw a box right try to draw a box that you can communicate so um and maybe ask other people people that you like and maybe people that you don't like what it is they think of when they think of you, because it will help you develop vocabulary. So one of the first vocabularies that really started to swim around when I started to gather this feedback, which is one I still carry, which is I structure chaos. I'm good at organizing and structuring chaos. It was something along those lines came up time and time again, right? So as a project manager, I'm good setting up new projects and structuring them so that they can get off to a good foot and get started, or when they fail uh, to try and put them back on dry land. Don't ask me to do the 20 last percent of a project, right? And cross the, cross the T's and dot the I's. I will fail any day at that, right? That is not what I do. And so I think if you but there is a space for that because there's people who love that, right? And we also need to realize that the project manager from day one and the project manager on day 100 when it wraps up don't need to be the same person as long as that handover is good, right? So I think if you can just start describing your box saying, this is the space I want to play in, and I don't really know what job titles fit with that. But if you can communicate that well, and I think if you can communicate that early, right, build a network and say to people, this is what I see myself do, they'll remember that. And then they'll see something and go like, I remember Marcia talking about this. This fits with her books. And that's how you get your jobs, right? That's the example you gave. I think you need to plant the seed in people's 
heads, right? That they somewhere will put in their head <laughs> and it needs to not be so generic that it's forgettable, right? So people remember something about the structuring chaos. So they remember that. And then it could be three months, six months, but at some point they'll hear something. And if it works, they'll go like, oh, I remember this girl and I don't remember all of it, but she had some energy around this and that's what she said. As long as they remember that, they might take the one or two minutes it takes to find me back on LinkedIn or find me back in one of their calendars or whatever it was, right? They might actually take the effort to look me up and make the connection. So, you know, describe your, bo your box, put in some terms that are a bit more outstanding, right? And, uh, and, and yeah, put it out there, right? Well, I love that. I got a call one day and I always would do training. Like I would volunteer to train. I I kind of wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't really want to be in the school system. So that's a little problematic on that dream. So I never, I never finished that, um, you know, those credentials to be a teacher in school, but at work, I would always volunteer to train on pretty much anything. And when all the different suite of Microsoft Office came out. For those of you who are super young, you're like, didn't that always exist? No, it didn't always exist. It, it appeared one day. And I volunteered to train. And I found all the training materials, the office ordered them. And I trained everybody on multiple levels of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Access. And literally was shipped around the, the region to train people how to use access and how to create reports and stuff. So I was really good at that. But one day I got a call and it was like, we need you to be a navigator. I didn't know what that was. And um, we need you to tra travel the country and train for a year. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Federal government. Yeah, you do it whether you want to or not. And I was really good at it. And I got back just in time to find out that they were reorganizing the office and I could either retire or relocate or resign. And I ran out as fast as I could. And it was like, I loved training. That's what I'm going to do. And I've spent hundreds of hours training people since I left the federal government. But I was really good at it. But if if you had said, what was your job description? Being a trainer was never in there. But like you say, it was something I was good at. And everybody knew I was good at it because I was one of five people in the whole country of thousands of federal employees with the Department of Housing and Urban Development selected to do this um, thing. So I love that. And when we hang up, I'm going to get a box and I'm going to I'm going to put what I'm known for in that box. I'm going to be making some phone calls on this box. I love this. So how do you help people today? Like, what do you do? Well, so I still structure chaos. I made it my business. So uh, the oil company and I uh, parted ways because I wanted to continue structuring business and they wanted uh, me to be a, a female leader in oil and gas. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, the... Um, I help entrepreneurs or organizations um, deal with business turmoil and business turmoil is usually inflicted by fast-paced business environments, but it could also be businesses that are changing at a very fast-paced rate, or it could be other you know, factors that inflict a crisis like, like COVID did, for instance, right? Um, and so 
I think of myself as like the energizer bunny. <laughs> um, I come in temporarily. I like temporarily, right? I don't, I don't come around and then try to stick around. I come in because you've temporarily run out of steam and kind of find yourself with your back against the wall and are looking at it and just don't know how to get restarted, right? How to find your course again or find a new course and find that momentum. Um, so I come in and I try to get you back moving to the point that you can feel that you do it yourself again with your team, right? So that's what I do. And I love it because I get energy from people being back and enthusiastic and operating, right? I want people to go home from their job happy. And if I do my job well, then instead of going home and sleeping bad, they go home and they have time to do stuff with their kids and their partners and are happier again, right? Oh my gosh, I love that. So if someone wants to get hold of you, how would we find you? We froze for a moment there. Are you with me, Marta? Ah, we're frozen. Very active on LinkedIn. So we'll, I'll provide all the links. Um, you're sorry. you were frozen for a minute you're very active on linkedin yes and my name is not the easiest but um i will make sure i provide jennifer all the links so you can click on them i also have a, a website that's called the chaos the chaos games speaker so that's maybe easier so you can google that and find me there um so those would be good starting points to get hold of me Perfect. And we will put those in the show notes so that we can connect with you and stay in touch. So uh, any parting words for our audience? Well, uh, I think I have one tip I'd like to share with everybody, because I think it comes with, you know, what I said earlier that, you know, trying to play by somebody else's rules tends to fail every time. Um, yet in times of overwhelm, we also have these long list of things that we feel we need to do. And it's very hard to prioritize in those. So my top tip is ask yourself, says who? Look at your list of things to do and say, says who? And anything where the answer is they or them or other faceless entities, that's a sure sign it shouldn't be at the top of your priority list. If it does as it have a face, yeah, then why does it matter, right? Why does it matter that they say that you need to do this? If it's your current client, you know, or the person who pays your bills, it probably should be at the top of your list. If it's your partner or your kid who deserves your attention, of course. But if it's people you're trying to impress who might not even know that you're trying to do this, or people who are just very loud on the sidelines but don't have any influence on these decisions, you know, you maybe do know where these things sit. So ask yourself when it's all too much, says who? Says who? Oh my gosh. I love that, Marsha. It was so awesome to have you on my show today. And I can't wait till we get to play again together. Me too. Look forward to seeing you soon. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success. I look forward to connecting with you soon. taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. 
please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.